Tuesday, everyone. The Daily Don today. We're continuing our interview with Steeler Nick. And we got a couple cool stories. We, he's a baseball guy, so we get to talk a little baseball. I know it's out of season, but um, it's worth your while because we're talking about uh, L.A. Dodgers pitcher Walker Bueller, Nick, uh, Steeler Nick's high school teammate. Um, and just about the U.K. baseball stadium, how they went through some changes and basically shit on all the students. It's kind of an interesting little perspective. So give it a listen, and we uh, appreciate your support. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and send me an email. If you have any suggestions, send it to tailgatesandheartbreaks at gmail, and we'll get back to you. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. So here you go, Steeler Nick, part two. For all of the great things that – and I, I'm, I'm actually curious as a U.K. fan and a U.K. student where you're – what do you think about Mitch Barnhart? Because there's been so much great he's done, like Cal Perry stoops higher, and then there's so much bad he's done with hiring Billy Gillespie. But then, like all the things he's doing to cut down on like the amount of fun going on with like UK students, I think it's really people don't understand from an outsider's point of view. I try to tell my friends that don't go to UK, the the how fun the university has gone to is dramatically decreased every semester I've had. It's not even close. It's not even and close. I'm, and I'm sure you can cover that, but uh, in terms of the Barnharts, uh, his prick little son, Scott, was actually a friend of a friend in the neighborhood, real tall cat. Hopefully this podcast doesn't get famous or he's going to find me and then I will have to settle my... Uh, It'll be famous like years down the road, and then you'll you'll have to deal with that. But hopefully you'll be in a. He got tall real quick, you know. He's three years older than me, and tried to dunk on me. A little sweaty Scotty, his fucking glasses was always fogged up. Sweaty Scotty. So I uh, finally, once I, you know, got a little bigger, I remember dunking on his white ass in the uh, one of those gorillas, whatever it's called, eight feet. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I think about the Barnharts, you know. Um, that may be a little uh, just posterize them. Just, just different perspective, but in terms of the Barnharts, that's what I have to say about them. Yeah, um, no, dude. I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting to think about UK program going forward in the future with the the fun, the SEC aspect of of going to college, and it was. My freshman year, the baseball stadium. Um, oh God, what with, was it called? With the uh, the cliff. The cliff. The cliff. Porch. It was so fun. It, that was some of my greatest. Like it gave you something to do. And UK baseball obviously got good my freshman and sophomore year, so that even adds a cherry on top. But even if they weren't good, no one cares. You're going out there and having a blast on a Tuesday afternoon. And so I haven't I haven't been I haven't attended a game at the new stadium, but I ride my bike past there about every week, and it looks beautiful. But yeah, um, so get that. I have a great so, story with the new where stadium. Is, you know, where's this the 800 square feet where, you know, people wearing Sperry's and their salmon goddamn khaki shorts can binge drink? That's all I fucking care about. You know, you take the goddamn hundred a thousand fucking seats above the concessions. Fuck them. Oh, you, you got a better play. view at the, the you, visitor dugout. Fuck them. You Where could, am I going to drink natural light, getting it yeah, all over my shirt? That's you could play in Yankee Stadium, but I'd honestly rather play it at the Florence Freedoms Park if you're going to have a better tailgate scene. It doesn't matter where you're playing because you got to think about as from an aspect of U.K. baseball, they're not going to be good enough every year for fans to go all out like they did at the Cliff because, for one, college students don't want to go to that new stadium. I went 
the first year it opened on a Wednesday afternoon in between classes, I, I stopped in there. I think it was like their third game. They're playing nobody. And I went there with my backpack on, you know. First off, I got a free ticket. I was It was free admission for students. Great. I go down. No one's at the game. I go down, sit basically in, I guess, first baseline, pretty good seat. And watching an inning down there, it's great. I mean, I'm by myself, but, you know, just taking in the stadiums, nice, whatever. A lady comes down and said, hey, you got free admission. This isn't your seat. And I kind of thought she was joking because it's like, there's no one here. Um, where, What are you talking about? Oh, your seat's in the outfield. On these stone steps, like, you're not – I went out and sat out there for, like, half an inning. I was like, okay, I guess I'm leaving because I'm not sitting out here. No, absolutely, man. It's 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 – was that, a double was that a double or triple uh, and where do I ash my cigarette? You know, that, that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if, if I can be successful one day enough to uh, somehow pull this off, yeah, I will. The, the D-Gen deck will be 100% go. Um, we're going to have basically – we're going to be in center field. But we're going to have basically a forklift to where you can just kind of, you know, place yourself just right about – you know, there's going to be a cloud over the pitcher's mound. Um We'll try to you know keep the debris off off the field and everything, but yeah, I mean those are the true fans. Those are the true fans. They're the fans that are making the noise, by the way. Also, like yeah, exactly. I the mean the energy comes from the cliff. I remember sitting out there with um, God, we were playing Florida and they were we were both top ten my freshman year in the spring, and they had an outfielder that got drafted in the first four rounds. But I remember looking him up because we're like he was a center fielder, so we're right next to him. So we're chanting like, "Dude!" We looked up like all his info. We found out I knew a buddy that went to his high school from Mississippi or Tennessee, and like we got his sister's name, we got you know everything. So we're cheering on like yelling whatever his Rachel or whatever his sister's name is. But like they love that shit. No, exactly. Yeah. So I was. You they know, love that shit. And you talk I mean, to the players. We're, yeah, we're we're living in a progressive world, you know. And I saw the mental health report for you know most of the SEC outfield in the last two years, and I saw that they're doing better. And they're that, doing great, dude. They love this that, shit. They love. They miss the cliff. That drives me fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck them. You know. Fuck them. Oh yeah, feel good. Yeah, I, I'm doing. I'm doing well. You know, day in and out. Yeah, I, I'm dealing with my shit. Pro- no. If you don't hear your <laughs> sister getting banged. <laughs> find a trailer from four different guys that you don't know. By by it, it, by well, a five five UK fan who is waiting on just, a fucking pop fly. What are you doing? I don't think yeah. you're doing much. Yeah, I'm it's, telling you what. Like I would sit there and act like you're Superman sitting on the cliff. Uh, oh, you're the coolest guy. Wooden in the rail, because like either he's gonna find a way to climb up and beat your ass, and if he does, that's completely fine because it's gonna be like awesome. Yeah, like, you made the news. I, I welcome you to beat my ass, sir. Like, uh, come on up. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I just, I, I mean, I played baseball in high school, but yeah, I mean, that was the same shit, you know, high school basketball games and stuff. I couldn't make a layup, but I can run my mouth to you like, uh, like it's none of my business, you know what I'm saying? So. Well, I can't play sports at all. I mean, sports are my life. I can't, I've you, never been able to play them. You're even better at shit talking. Yeah, but like you, that's. You've that's, been in middle school, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Talking is is half the game. Like the skill set, you can put aside when you can talk. It's, and I feel like that's just like giving knowledge to a an athlete. But so let's talk about Walker Bueller and 
that connection with you. You played with him when? So I got pulled up to varsity. Um, so he was two years older than me. He is class of 2020. Or sorry, Jesus, that'd be crazy. 2012, and I was class of 2014. So I got pulled up to varsity end of freshman year. Um, and you know we played together that year, and then of course you know my sophomore year. No, he was a he was a stud. So I actually played with him in little league too, and he was two years older than me as well. He was he had that young birthday. Um, he just, but I really never foresaw him you know throwing because he was a small guy. I mean small frame. Yeah. 165 pounds soaking wet in high school, and you could literally hear the ball from the outfield. So the best game I ever, uh, if, if, if you know, people don't know the name Clinton Holland. So Clinton Holland was the guy at Woodford. He went to Woodford County. He was the same class as Walker. I think he got clocked at 100 in high school. He was throwing 91 as a freshman. Went to the Blue Jays. Um, one of those kids that his talent got the best of him, you know, just kind of got into drugs and stuff like that. God bless him. I think he's, you know, making a comeback now in Florida. I support that so much, but hell yeah, the best it, the best memory I have was Woodford County Henry Clay Gatorade National Game of the Week. Like we had ESPN there, we had everyone and their mom there, and the game got rained out in the top of the fifth, and but it was literally zero to zero, like three hits. Pitcher's duel, just two hits for. I mean, you could and, and like the dugout was the the, the coolest thing in the world because you could hear the baseball being pitched. Like doesn't matter where the hell you were standing, the entire Fences on each side were lined the fuck up. And now for Walker to be doing what he's doing, and I mean, <laughs> he had, you know, one of the sickest curveballs I've ever seen. He he taught me to throw the curveball. He literally said, You take it over your head, and once you finish, act like you're just act like you're drunk and pull the shit out of it. And I always had a pretty good curveball after that. Um, but this guy's talent was through the fucking roof. And he can hit too, so he, uh, Could he really? Was he? He hit a home run this year. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I mean, you know, most of those guys that are that talented. They're going to be doing everything in high right, school, right? Yeah. College too. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went on to Vanderbilt. Um, I saw him at one of our tailgates actually, and I had like a cigarette in my ear. I looked like a jackass. He looked at me like, "Who the hell are you, Nick?" And I was like, <laughs> Who have what? you become? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what? You you left baseball and now you're a frat god and now you're doing this bullshit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, he's got talent and. It, it, it says 98, but I mean it. It comes in there about 102, 103. I mean it's just how hard you can you can hear that you know that little Muncie's glove pop and that. But uh, he's fun to watch. And those mechanics, I mean, it's just it's a it's a it's an enigma how he's 180 fucking pounds and just yeah. just deals. So my college roommate James Epley, he was a pitcher in high school, and I love talking to him about command. And not even – I'm not talking during this conversation. It's just hearing him talk about, like, pitchers that – I mean, he didn't have gas. He didn't – you know, he's in the lower 80s, whatever. You, you don't have gas, but you have the stuff, as they say in baseball. And hearing him, like, talk about Walker and all these guys in baseball, I just appreciate – it gave me a whole other perspective on, like, pitchers in general. And I know you, like baseball background, have that that same. I don't know. And people that just like aren't interested in baseball, I guess I get it. Not the most exciting sport, but baseball to me is the most fascinating because you can have these guys that you look at 
and you say, oh, well, you know, he's nothing, probably special. He could be a, a, a minor leaguer. But no, that's actually one of the best pitchers in the game because of his stuff. And I just think that's so fascinating. And I mean, I truly believe, you know, I mean, in terms of skill, we're not talking necessarily, you know, like Braun. We're not talking finesse. I guess you could almost coordinate that with skill, but I think a finesse more as like, you know, golf, like, you know, kind of a how, how you touch your shot, things like that. Maybe maybe a nice little frisbee throw. But in terms of skill, and Walker used to say this, he used to say it, you're hitting a round ball with a round bat. And you go to the Hall of Fame if you can be successful three out of ten times. Yeah. And those are the best fucking players. Um, baseball was like, I mean, it's just a – so, I, yeah, I was a left-handed pitcher, which is the weirdest thing in the world because I threw – Bat, you know, anywhere from topped out at like 87, riddled with injuries. I'm not going to be that excuse story guy. Anyways, <laughs> but I threw, you know, I, I was I was left-handed, and I, yeah, I threw about mid-80s. And but me being left-handed, that's almost like you know, like I would have been, I was more valuable than you know some righties that are throwing like you know low not like low 90s. It, it's just, it's just like the weirdest thing. It, it's all about like your stuff. So, you know, like my two seam. I guess just however, like, you know, I throw my four seam and two seam, the movement, it's all about movement, my curveball, how many pitches you have, things of that nature. So it, it is like the most, and that's probably what drew it to me because there are so many elements going into it. And I don't think I was good. I was horrible at basketball. I was really good at defense. I was fast, which is what every horrible basketball player says. And then no, football, I was about to say, I saw a tweet today. It was I, like, I saw, yeah, every, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Every basketball player says, I was awful, but like really good at defense. They're tar- terrible. <laughs> like, and that was me. Like, oh, I'll shut you down in, like, grade school basketball. I never – I played CYA in high school, but, like, other than that, it was just, like – it was a talking. You were trying to get in their head and, like, play defense. But when I got the ball, it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I'll take a couple dribbles and, like, who wants it because I'm not doing this. I'm going to go down the post and try to get a rebound. <laughs> no, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, baseball-wise, it was – uh. It was nice, man, but yeah, I, I miss it, but I don't miss it, honestly. Um, I just had a horrible coach in high school, and that can kind of take the love, you know, out of the game for you, like anything. But Dude, so that's what you hear about. I you hear more about that than anything else. I feel like is, and that's why like coaches at that age are so underappreciated and underrated. It can make or break the game for you. All right, so that is. Part two with Steeler Nick. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, always rate, subscribe, send us an email for suggestions, comments. Tell me I'm awful. Tell me I'm great. Tailgates and Heartbreaks at Gmail. Have a great Tuesday. Tomorrow we got part three with Steeler Nick. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Have a great one.
Thank you.